Well, good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. I am honored tonight to have Ron DeSantis, the Republican gubernatorial candidate from the state of Florida, here live with me tonight. How are you doing, Senator DeSantis? I'm doing good. Try not to monkey things up around here. Well, speaking of which, there are some people who may have uh, incorrectly construed that something that you said had a racial element to it. Uh, I wanted to know kind of what your explanation would be to the people of Florida who obviously understand that people say monkeying around with things all the time. Uh, Can you explain this to the people? Yeah, you know, people are always accusing me of being racist just because I'm using the word monkey in the sentence describing black people. Uh, and, and, and it's really not fitting. Uh, what actually happened was I, I just don't want Florida to be monkeyed with, you know, I don't want us monkeying it up. Uh, and what I mean by that is I wouldn't want chimpanzees, baboons, orangutans, apes, uh, or in any kind of, uh, of, of monkey in the governor's mansion only because, you know, Charlton Heston, the great Charlton Heston who fought, for our Second Amendment rights, uh, he fought against apes. He fought against a whole planet of them. And we don't want apes in the office. Now, the, the, the phrase monkey has nothing to do with the fact that my opponent is the first African-American uh, Democratic uh, candidate for governor. It, it has nothing to do with that. And I would have used the same terminology if this were a white candidate, assuming they had a black father or, or anything like that. Uh, but just putting it out there, you know, I'm the least racist person. I actually have uh, black friends. So, you know, I, I don't know where people are getting this, but the, the left wing media just needs to have something to run with. Well, that's great. And, and I'm glad that you came on my show and I'm glad that you explained this and made it clear. And, and for the record, just through my own objective journalism, I want to put out there that I know that you have black friends. I know that there's a black guy named Clarence who, uh, who washes your car on the weekends and, and you call him monkey all the time. And that's not racist. That's just banter. It's locker room banter between two men, obviously of the same stature, obviously willing participants. In in the tossing of this this word, so people just need to get over it. I mean, it's like on the left, if they're not upset with police shooting unarmed black people and trying to make a racial issue out of that, then they want to talk about the words that you use and they want to talk about the word monkey. So I I I, I just don't get it. But thank you for coming on the show, and uh, we've got a great program for you guys tonight. But unfortunately, my sponsors are saying that I have to shout out to. Bruthers in law uh i think the Bruthers in law podcast is that an ice cream place all right well let's just let's just go to commercial let's just go to commercial what's going on everybody long time no no see hope everybody's doing well As always, this is Jesse McCoy, and I'm here with the world's foremost legal humorist, Sean Carter. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I, 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 I'm doing well. I, I tell you what, though, um, you gonna have to email me from now on. I'm not answering. (laughs) I'm not picking up no packages. That's all I know. Whatever you mail to me is going back to the post office. Oh my goodness, man! Interesting day for the mail today. 
especially if you are a Democrat <laughs> or if you are affiliated with Democrats at all. So we've got a crazy person who decided that they're going to play uh, Amazon bomb service and they have uh, mailed out bombs to, I believe it was the Clintons, the Obamas, Maxine Waters, Eric Holder, Kathy Wasserman Schultz, George Soros. Uh, did I miss anybody? Brennan. Oh, CNN. Brennan. Yeah, CNN. Oh, yeah, yeah. On behalf of Brennan. There so was both. Yeah, you got it. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so now <laughs> the interesting thing is people were on TV today trying to assess what level of Trump's response that this was going to be. I guess it's an opportunity for unification. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, you know, I'm pretty sure that the person, I'm not going to say they got instructions from Trump, but they certainly didn't get a denial <laughs> from Trump. Well, put it away. Trump didn't tell them to do it, but but they got the list from Trump, right? right. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe one didn't go to the fail in New York Times, to tell the truth. Right. And, and what kills me about this is, this is classic Trump. He came out today, we got to unify as a country, but I hate those Dems, but we got to unify as a country. But you know how this works. That's today. Tomorrow. Right is the real Trump. Right. Right? They're good bombers on both sides. But, you know, <laughs> tomorrow is the day we get to see the real Trump come on out here. And one thing I got to give to Trump, all right, is that for a liar, he is authentic. And what I mean by that is, you know, he doesn't play the politics game very long. For a day or two, he can avoid it. Remember, earlier in the week, he came out and said, I'm a nationalist. Right. Right, he said. They told me not to say that word. Right, they told me not to say the word. But I was doing a damn thing. Nobody tell me. Right, right. right. Next week he's gonna be like, you know what, damn, I'm a racist. I'm a. You know what? They told me not to say it, but damn it, I'm a racist. (laughs) And the best part is, CNN will be out there clutching their pearls, like, oh no, and black people will be like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." right, right. Right. Absolutely. And and so for all the divisive rhetoric that he's put out over the course of the past two years to act like today's development was a shock. <laughs> I got like, what do you what do you think was going to happen when you're telling crazy people all the time uh, making politics personal? Like you're oh. making it seem like, you know, Democrats are somehow messing up their health care and blah, 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 blah. So it's it's. Interesting to me. And then on top of that, you know, just like you were talking about what he said earlier this week, I was thinking about the way that he has tiptoed around that uh Saudi Arabia that the journalist killed Ooh. in Saudi Arabia. It's like, oh, he he made sure that he was like, Well, you know, you gotta you gotta, you know, see both sides and you gotta <laughs> Well, well, I like the fact that, you know, he was like, Hey, they said they didn't do it, and now he's like, All right, they done done it. But <laughs> we got to get this money, people. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and and it's funny because they were trying to read his interpretation. So every time the story came out, it was something different. It was like, oh, no, we don't even know who that is. Khashoggi, mm-mm, never heard of him. Then it was, oh, yeah, yeah, he might have been here. Then it was, all right, y'all, he did, but he went out fighting. Right, it is right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He decided to take on fifteen, you know, them dude from from the movie Aladdin, right, with the swords right. and everything. And he in there, you know, with with a, with, a, with a notepad. He was gonna take on right. all fifteen of them, huh? Right. Don't ask where the body is. That thing is was crazy to me is, and this is what, what was kind of amazing to me about this and Trump. And I don't know what this says about Trump. 
Here's here's how I am. I think you probably the same way. I I can tell a lie. I do it for a living. All right, but I got to tell you something. I don't like to be lied to. And if you lie <laughs> to my face, I take it as a personal insult. I think I, I always think, well, you think I'm stupid, right? I, I can't stand for the way think I'm stupid. They lied to Trump's face. He sent his boy Pompeo over there, ten thousand miles. They lied to his face. He ain't mad. I don't know about you, but you lie to me, I'm be mad. And Trump is like a whole different type of liar because he kind of understands, hey, that's the game. I would lie to you. So why wouldn't you <laughs> lie to me? <laughs> right? I'm just like, part of me is almost impressed. Like, that's integrity where he 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 respects <laughs> the lie so much. The game, right? It's like uh, your game respects game, right? Like, hey, you lie to me, I lie to you. I ain't going to get mad. I ain't going to let nothing like a little lie come between us. That's what we do, right? Oil, you don't know, you know. Is the oil still flowing? Are we, are we still <laughs> well, that, we good there? Look at that. And, and my loan. Am I getting Am I still right, getting right, right. My, my 4% no interest loan is what, I, what I'm talking about. Right, right. Yeah, man. So so it's crazy. Meanwhile, in America, you know, <laughs> spoiler alert, everything is falling apart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like we said it would two years. Well, no, exactly. And, and, well, that's the thing is we told them this was going to happen and 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 it's like i totally get it because it's getting more and more i'm getting more and more mentally violent right you know <laughs> I, I, i'm too old to get physically violent but in the back of my mind i'm looking at, you know what it's like there's a great story the brother from the root told um a very smart brother about the time he went to see um what was it road trip and he said there was a sister looking up at the screen the whole time and at Luke Cage. I don't know what Luke Cage did to her, but he kept looking at the screen. She kept looking at the screen and kept saying, I hope she beat his ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself saying it about seven times a day. All right. I don't care who it is. All right. <laughs> Any one of these barbecue Becky, right? Megan Kelly, all we'll get to later. But about three times a day, I'm thinking somebody should be hey. <laughs> and so I know if I'm losing it, people who already started out with guns and ammo, right? Are already on edge. You know, they've been waiting for an excuse to, you don't buy a gun because you don't want to shoot somebody, right? Like eventually <laughs> you don't want to shoot. And I'm just like, I know, you know, this is not, it, you know, this is, we're going to look back on the day when they just tried to bomb four people, including the former president as, you know, a calm day in America. Like, oh, man, right. remember when they just were bombing presidents? Man, that was a good right, time, right. good old days. Right. Yeah, man. Well, I, I, I was feeling horrible because when they were putting the list up, well, first of all, uh, kudos to CNN because CNN, uh, I think it was Wolf Blitz I saw earlier today when they, they found out about the bomb. He came on TV and was talking bold. Well, he was spicy. He was like, we will continue to report. It doesn't matter. You just sent us 15 bombs. Really? <laughs> I was like, yo, it just got real when that package opened up, man. You might want to call that. Oh, but here's what I love about it. He said that because he don't work in the mail room. Right. Right. I'm like, whoa, whoa. So, yeah, everybody seems to be on board. I think Jake Tapper also was on board in his classic, you know, monotone way. Uh, he was no, no, here's board. the crazy part is, another, Maxine Water got a mail bomb, but 
but apparently they wouldn't even spend like the real money on her mail bomb. She got a different kite. They gave her like a second class bomb, right? <laughs> like that's showing no respect. They weren't even gonna try to blow her up, right? Right? And and, and I don't know about you, but the name that got me the most, and I, I don't know what's wrong with me, was was Auntie Maxine. I got that over over Obama. I was like, oh no no no, you ain't gonna get Maxine. I, I I'm gonna be out there with with Molotov cocktail or 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 at least. we all gonna be out. <laughs> we all or, or at least a Hennessy. I'm be throwing Hennessy bottles. Right. Or something. I'm be doing something. If you if you, if you get anti Maxine, you know I I you know I, if you get Obama too, we probably going to we going to fight a little bit. Um, but but Maxine, we gonna I mean I'll be out there. You know, normally I just be, you know, writing Facebook posts and instigating, right? Are you going to let him say that to you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's Maxine, I might, you know, get out there. I might take my Crocs off, all right, and get some boots. Let, let, let me tell you this, because during, during our hiatus, I actually had the opportunity to uh, be in the same room with Maxine Waters when she was upset with somebody. Yeah. And I can tell you this. Uh, that that saying they say if you come at the king you best not miss. <laughs> um, if they find out who this person was and then she you, you're gonna have a problem. <laughs> really? She is she is a force. Uh, I ran into her and she was giving like she giving her staff of the business. I don't know what the situation was. It had something to do with Sabrina Fulton, Trayvon Mom's mom, okay. and she, she. I think somebody had did Sabrina Fulton wrong and. My auntie Maxine was not having it. Hey, I heard her coming down the corridor. Like I was sitting there talking to one of the people in her, her uh, office, and they said, "Oh, you might be in luck. I think she's coming." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So uh, yeah, it's gonna be serious, uh, and she's not gonna back down. And then on top of that, you know, her office is from LA, and don't think for a minute she can't put a phone call in and have Snoop everybody up in this. I'm thinking though, her first phone call is gonna be to Suge, right? Like she, right, right. <laughs> she, she might be trying to get Suge out on parole uh, soon. Uh, uh, you know, no, it is it is 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 absolutely crazy. Um, now we got the, the election coming up. You got to talk about Florida. Oh yeah, so. For those who haven't uh, been following on our Facebook page, your brothers-in-law on Facebook, um, a good friend of mine, Andrew Gillum, is running for governor of Florida, fellow FAMUN. He was actually the Student Government Association president while I was, I think it was my sophomore and junior year uh, at Florida A&M. And the thing I like about this guy is, you know, a lot of people, they start trying to do community service work and trying to connect people to resources when they want to run for office. But this guy, this is like part of this part of his being. He's been doing this before he was even trying to run for anything. And I love to see good people, good qualified people who want to do the job, step up to the plate to do the job. So, of course, um, part of that is uh, going through some debates and his competition, who is a senator, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, has had some interesting uh, views uh, (laughs) and, and interesting patterns of speech. Uh, most classically, the whole concept of we don't want Florida to monkey this up, uh, because as you know, some people may not know, Andrew Gillum has a realistic shot of being the first black governor of Florida, uh, just like Sister Stacey Abrams has a legitimate shot of being the first black governor of Georgia. So uh, Andrew Gillum and DeSantis have a debate on CNN uh, on Sunday night. And during this debate, 
uh, Andrew basically was given, I mean, I know this is a biased opinion, but I feel like he was giving DeSantis the business. I think DeSantis came uh, into the debate with the same fear tactics. He says, oh, Tallahassee's a criminal criminal enterprise successful <laughs> crime rate is horrible meanwhile all my friends who live in Tallahassee are like what crime is he talking about like, the blood is running in the streets <laughs> and they're like I ain't seen no blood well I got a paper cut the other day maybe, right. maybe that's, that's what he's talking about so you know nobody understands and it, and it frustrated me because my wife and I were watching and I was like this guy didn't even have a frame of reference like we, I was looking for facts. So if you're going to talk about crime rates, oh, cite, you know, a, a university study, cite, cite something. You know what he cited? Neighborhoodscout.com. What is neighborhoodscout.com? I've never heard of it. It's not connected with any university. Or oh, any you know what neighborhoodscout.com is. That no, is basically, <laughs> no, no, that is, and don't get me wrong. You know, I, I assume it is just like, you know, basically the next door app, but like, you know, the B team of next door apps, right? You know, <laughs> where, and you know, cause next door app, I've confessed is just all white people all day long who are convinced <laughs> that, and you know, it's always going to be bad when they say this. There have been a lot of break ins in the neighborhood recently. Right? Right, I'm right, right. Every white neighborhood is a horrible place to be. I'm never going because these people are break ins <laughs> every damn week. And they are scared every week that somebody is breaking in. And so it's a bunch of neighbors right. looking out the window like Miss Kravitz, all going on. And they say there's a lot of crime going on. Look what's going on in here. And, and that's right. what neighborhood.com is. That's where he got his stats from, which are better than Trump stats. Right? Trump don't even cite <laughs> a source. He just say right. stuff. <laughs> he just lie about it. Like, he just lie about it outright. So, but you know, but you're right though, man. It is. It, I'm sure there was, you know, no basis at all. But remember, you don't need that anymore. It's 21st century. That's that's all. You Absolutely. know, that, that fact stuff is 20th century. That, that's Obama stuff. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny that the the, the city, because of course Andrew has been mayor of Tallahassee for quite some time. And it's funny how Ron DeSantis, everything reverts back to some sort of dog whistle mm-hmm. or some sort of racism. So because there's a black mayor, all of a sudden he's made this jump to it being a crime infested city when in actuality, Tallahassee's one of the safest cities in Florida. So that's odd. Right. But, um, you know, the, the quote came up during the debate where uh, Jake Tapper asked Andrew and Mr. DeSantis about uh, this, this concept, these racial uh, remarks that have been made. And Andrew had this great quote where he was like, you know, I'm black. I know I'm black. And as far as I know, when I die, I'm going to be black. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I knew exactly what Mr. DeSantis was about when he made the monkey and up comment. So all this race stuff goes on. Mr. DeSantis cleverly doesn't deny it. He changes the subject to talking about Andrew Gillum's position on Israel. So, so like, I don't know what, what that was. And I thought about it and I was like, hold on. South Florida has a high Jewish population. He's trying to cater to that voting base because he's like, Andrew was against Israel. And I was like, why would the mayor of Tallahassee be, have anything to do with Israel? But that's whole, it doesn't need to enter there. So the, all this stuff is going on. He doesn't deny the racism. And shortly thereafter, there's this very racist robocall that comes from this uh, neo-Nazi group out of Don't Idaho, tell any more about it. We got to play the robocall. We got it for the people. Oh, yeah. A lot of time to get this for the people. Uh, if it's a little loud for you, turn down speakers. You want to hear this. So this, this, this is the best damn thing we've ever done. And it wasn't right. <laughs> Well, hello there. I is the Negro Andrew Gillum. 
and I'll be asking you to make me governor of this here state of Florida. My steam pump, who doesn't call me monkey, is doing a lot of hollering about how expensive my plans for health care be. But he be thinking of a white man's medicine, which is very expensive because it uses science and whatnot. But the medicine of my African race be very affordable. For instance, putting the chicken piece under your pillow during the full moon don't cost hardly nothing at all. So I was promised... <laughs> <laughs> So if you if you hear us laughing, there's two there's there's levels to this. Okay, first off, somebody actually sat down with a piece of paper and a pen in 2018, and they wrote this out in in I guess what they would deem to be slave vernacular, right. and they rehearsed it and they put this out as if this is supposed to influence people to vote against Andrew and to support Ron DeSantis's position. And what's funny to me is, you know, I get that race, racial attacks are going to come out in an election, particularly one as pivotal as this, that could change the leadership of the state. I get that. <laughs> what I don't understand is why are we using 1916 vaudevillian racial epithets and minstrelsy to, to attack somebody in 2018? Like, if you're going to come at me with racism, can we, can we at least talk about welfare? Like, can we at least talk about the stuff that's Somewhat academic, like let's not go back to just straight, <laughs> straight up, uh, uh, Uncle Tom conversation. <laughs> but no, I, I, I get it though. This ad actually, obviously, was not for black people. I figured it out. It was for like robocalls calls for white people. Okay, would still think that black people are this ignorant, and therefore <laughs> they'd be scared because remember what the brother promised. He said, "Forget the medicine. You know, his 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 health care with all the medicine." Right, what right. he suggested was that he was Andrew Gillum was gonna get chicken feet and put chicken it feet. under your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the ad is for the white person picks up the phone and go, "This nigga is gonna <laughs> is gonna replace my goddamn medicine, my Medicare in Florida, right? This fool is gonna replace right. my Medicare with some damn chicken feet under the pillow. Oh no, I got to vote for the census, right? <laughs> right, right." Me, meanwhile, <laughs> Medicare that they Medicare that they don't already have because uh, Rick Scott <laughs> rejected the Obamacare. <laughs> so you know, but that's neither here nor there. But if they you you ain't gonna you ain't gonna you ain't gonna mess up. You know, keep your government hands off our Medicare, particularly, and don't replace it with chicken feet under your pillow. Uh, <laughs> and the thing about it is, you say, well, I, I, you know, how could they think that black people still talk this way? This is Florida. With it, with the median age in Florida, I believe is technically deceased. That's the median <laughs> age. Deceased. Florida is ten years older than that. All right, it's deceased plus ten. Right. Right? <laughs> and so, a lot of these people were around when half the brothers did speak like this. <laughs> right, I believe it. Is that like, I oh yeah, chicken feet? Oh yeah, I had my, my, I grew up with chicken feet under the pillow, right? Yeah, that you know, that was mammy. <laughs> no, no, I ain't going back to chicken feet under the pillow. Uh, so. <laughs> and, and the ran, the random uh, monkey screeches that that periodically come throughout. I was like, uh, okay, are we are we still there? Are we back to comparisons with primates? Oh, it, it just seems like it was ridiculous, right? <laughs> um, but almost almost a little funny. Um, I, and, and as you know, as a humorist. I always got to give you a little bonus. So if I find the people who did this, um, 
I'm, I'm gonna punch him in the throat, but but not, <laughs> right. but not more than once. All right, just one time in the throat, <laughs> right? but, but not several times in the throat. That'd be too much. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting because, of course, the voice was. Uh, I, I think they said that the the background music they actually pulled from old Amos and Andy mm-hmm. radio yeah. episodes. So you already reaching back to the fifties at that point. <sighs> and then on top of that, the, the obviously they're talking in. Uh, this this minstrel dialect uh, that was synonymous with blackface in vaudeville. So speaking of blackface, we've got <laughs> a notable public figure on TV, uh, Miss Megan Kelly, who went on the show with a panel of of surprisingly all white people to discuss blackface. <laughs> oh, 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 no, <laughs> and now let's be clear. That wasn't her. She wasn't trying to lose her job at first. What she was there to do <laughs> was to complain about the political correctness. We got the clip here. I'm going to play some of the clip uh, from the audio of her explaining why. And here's the thing. It started out with just saying, you know, maybe white kids should be able to wear, right, you know, a black superhero costume or whatever, or, you know, and, right. and it just right. got off the rails uh, very quickly. And she went to blackface. Let's get her clip here. I want to begin with two words. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. That's Megan her, Kelly. That's her BS apology. Let's move a little forward. Because uh, she didn't mean that. She didn't mean that at all. She didn't apologize Kelly, in blackface. I'm disappointed. Yeah, no, she, she didn't mean that at all. Let's see what she said here. No, the TV personality sure. created a firestorm on her show Tuesday for suggesting that it was okay to wear blackface for Halloween. What is racist? Because because so truly, you do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on blackface yes. on Halloween or a black person who puts on whiteface yes. for Halloween. Like, I, back okay, when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as like a character. This morning. Um... <laughs> When was that? When, when were, <laughs> first of all, what black people? Man, Jesse, you've been black most of your entire life, right? I think ever since as as far far as I can a, remember. Oh, no, exactly. And I've been black <laughs> at least at least forty eight of the fifty years I've been around. <laughs> um, don't always count those, you know, years in junior high school. But the point is this: though, okay. is, 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 <laughs> I was in the Adam Ant. But, but but the point is this though: is that I have never thought I'm gonna get in white face. What is white face? Um, that's interesting. Uh, I know there was an episode of Atlanta with a little kid wearing white face, and I thought it was hilarious. There, there was an episode of Underground back when okay. that used to be a show with uh, a guy who actually he had gotten out of slavery and he came back to America just to show off to white people that he had money because he had went to Europe and made all his money being a prize fighter. And he he had a show where he had all these white people come to his show and all the black actors were dressed in white face and disrespectful. So, and I thought it was funny. Like, it was <laughs> now, what I'll say is I don't think that the context for white face is anywhere close to the context for black face. Uh, nobody has made a, a, a career off of acting ignorant uh, and putting out these uh, racist caricatures of uh, whiteness the way that they have done for black people, particularly at times that we were the most vulnerable and didn't really have an alternative voice to come out in any media format. Agreed. So uh, agreed. I, I don't know where she's coming from with that. And plus, we just don't do it. Like, nobody's going to waste 
any kind of <laughs> makeup or foundation, anything like that to do all that. Like nobody got time for that. Exactly. You know, and, and the whole point is like, you know, I'm like, what year were you wearing blackface? She's like, you know, as long as this character is respectful. And I'm like, what <laughs> respectful blackface character have you ever seen, you know, Dr. Blackface? Right? This is always, <laughs> you know, basically the Andrew Gillum. Right type of blackface, and it's like I mean I'm sorry, not Andrew Gillum, but you know the the, the robocall, uh, that, that's right, the, the robocall. brother, but the robocall, and 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 the idea of Megyn Kelly. Now, this is what I love about it is that she already had her problems with race, right? When she said Santa was right. white, right? And where you know she already was on the the, the racial bubble, and she yeah. just jumped right into this. And like you, you know, I'm I, I'm mad at the fact that she came on and gave her apology. Immediately went to the white tears. Uh, I was wrong. I was wrong. And, right. and 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 I feel like ludicrous about it. Ludicrous said this, you know, in in the 2008 election to Jesse. He was like, you know, there you are apologizing for what? If you said it, right. and you and you then you meant it. Where you wanted head or gut. <laughs> and I feel that's exactly what should have happened. Tamron Hall should have come out for stealing her show and her light and be like, look, girl, what do you want it? Head or gut? And just <laughs> and just let Tamron Hall handle that the way it's supposed to be handled, woman to woman, and we can move on. This this is to me, this is so much bigger than just Megan Kelly. This is a this is an NBC level problem. Good point. Because A, why is Megan Kelly on this on this network in the first place? Thank you. B, um, why is she talking about this on a panel with other white people? Like you, you didn't have, you didn't think to have not one black person on this panel to address an issue about, uh, like not just appropriation, but at this point, just straight characterization. Like, like you didn't have one black person who could have been there and be like, make it slow your roll. Like this is not appropriate and reel her back in. But you know, I, I don't know. And they, there's grumblings now. I think that some people at NBC think, her show is going to be over and she's going to be done. But I'm just not convinced, man. Megan Kelly is like a phoenix. She just continues to rise from the ashes whenever they destroy well, her career. Think about it. You know, when you start, when you agree to pay somebody $20 million a year, uh, you're going to use them. She, she right, might right. see mail room or something, but they, they going to, you know, she'd be opening packages at CNN, but they're going to get some use out of it <laughs> for that kind of money. Right, but, right. But also, it's like, I think you know you want to have them on air because you just paid all this money. And what kills me about Megan Kelly though is I'm just like, what what is it about her that just you know made people have to have them some Megan Kelly? And here's the thing: crack me up is how do you go from running from Fox, right, trying to keep everybody from grabbing your ass, right. to a promotion at the next network? And, and where you just, you know, ain't like, like they should have been like with her, like, look, you know what? We saving you a lot of, you know, Bengay and ass cream from getting your ass pinched. Uh, you need to come on here as a junior level and work your way on up. All right. Versus, you know, you were, you know, she, she came out of there, you know, running screaming. Right. Wow. And, it, and it's like, you know, and when it, you know, I, I just don't get how it's always her. Um, and I'm gonna say it cause I don't care. Um, she cute, but, but she ain't that damn cute. Right? I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what twenty million dollars of cute is. Um, you know, I'm married to about fourteen million, um, but but twenty, I don't know what twenty is. So I'm just saying that. Yeah, man, I I never, you know, it's funny because um, I always watch Fox News to critique Fox News, mm-hmm. uh, we, with the exception of my homegirl Ebony on Fox News. She's cool. Everybody else on Fox News, I watch it to to critique. And one of the things was I didn't really realize how racist 
Fox News was until she left. Because I thought Megyn Kelly was racist. Like her epic battles with D.L. Hughley, I was like, oh, she's she's sipping the racist Kool-Aid. But when she left and they put Laura Ingram in, and, I was, and she's like, shut up and dribble. I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. This, there's levels to this racism stuff, man. Well, and, and it shows me that... Go ahead. It, it, it shows me that even in a network that is dominated uh, by white, largely racist people, mm-hmm. uh, that even they have problems. So Roger Ailes couldn't stop grabbing everybody. Like, <laughs> like, you know, this is my place. I can do what I want to do. So people ran from that to come to a network, but NBC slash MSNBC is supposed to be left-leaning. At least they're always accused of being left-leaning, and I think certainly for MSNBC, they're left-leaning. Um, so I just don't understand where the connection goes. I can see her going to CBS. Right. <laughs> Taking over Charlie Rose. Here's the thing about NBC that, you know, they're trying to pretend like, you know, this is not the case. And I figured out, you know, you look at MSNBC and their ratings. They are way up since Trump took office. And so they like to play the game, like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing that ever happened. But if you are, say, Rachel Maddow, you know, you went from being number three in your time slot every night to number one. You ball it, right? She's the Bill O'Reilly of of TV now, right, of, of, of cable TV news. It's because every day she can get on and go, oh, my God, Trump is ruining the world, right? right if you right. get rid of Trump, uh, she don't have to go back to third. And, and, and none of these people really want to go back. So even though they all play the game of, oh my, yeah, we, we with you. We with you, fam. We got you, fam. Uh, think about right. it. If you, if you, if you the corporate, you know, head of, of MNBC, MSNBC, uh, you're going to have to slip some money to the Trump campaign. Uh, they are making you a lot of money. And Trump says it every time to him. He's right. You know, these people are making money that they weren't making before because Trump is constant food. They can't carry him all the time. You know, they should basically call, you know what they should call it? MSNB Trump. MSNB Trump. <laughs> because it's Trump on all day. If Trump, it, it, think about it. If, if, if Trump is too long in the bathroom, they back in the White House covering it. Like, right. I don't know. He's been yeah. in there 30 minutes, y'all. We, 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 might, we might need to bring in. And so <laughs> anything that Trump does, they got to cover all the time because that's where they get their ratings from. And so the idea that we always think NBC is on our side, uh, no. Right. It ain't right. black and white. As you know, it is all green all the time. Right. And they thought Megan could bring them some, some of that little green. Man, well, they must have thought something, man. But I tell you, the, the strongest thing that the media is able to do is that they're able to put on the faces that they want us to hear. Uh, and shockingly, this, the uh, backlash that she got in that fast of a time to have her apologizing, uh, that was interesting because I, I didn't think that they were going to do anything about it. I thought they were going to try to let it just slide under the rug. So it tells me at least one sister is working in, in NBC corporate. I was like, y'all not going to let this, y'all not going to let this slide today. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what it was though here it is what? I'm telling you it was actually the brothers and the brothers that surprised me Craig Melvin's got him down but you never think that Al Roker right is really down down right but listen right, to what right. Al Roker had to say hold on let me get the clip here part of any costume Holly faced an uproar with her Look. own colleagues turning on her in an extraordinary public way while she apologized to the staff she owes a bigger apology to folks of color around the country because 
This is a history going back to the 1830s, minstrel shows, to, to mean and denigrate uh, a race wasn't right. In addition to... to so that's that's Al. Okay. That, okay. That, that's Al. Uh, what are we gonna call him now? Um, Al Malcolm X Roker. We are getting <laughs> I, I got it. Al Walker. Right. He Al he didn't woke up now. He he is serious. <laughs> Here is Craig Melvin, a brother who I feel bad for because you could not grow up as a brother with the last name Melvin. <laughs> okay. Or first. That wasn't going to be good at all. But Craig <laughs> Melvin, I'm surprised he like any black people. But here's Craig, what Craig Melvin had to say. Her being a colleague, she's a friend. She said something stupid. She said something indefensible. The condemnation <laughs> extends. <laughs> she's, she, she, she's a colleague, a friend. I like her. You know, hit it a few times. Still hate her. That was still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't he make eye contact with the camera? Why he couldn't make eye contact? He couldn't. And by the way, we now got, I love this, we now got uh, um, Strahan, who, who ain't offended okay. a white person yet. That, that ain't how you get the money, all right? And <laughs> and, and who's the, the sister, the real classy sister? Robin, Robin Roberts. All right, so let's see what they got to say. Ended to the other networks. And to not know the historical significance of that is surprising. It's surprising. Yeah, it's yeah. surprising. Very surprising. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised she didn't Robin say Robin Roberts been down though. It's Robin, oh, Robin Roberts, if she worked on NBC, she would have slapped Megan. <laughs> She's been down. See, I, I can imagine she has been. Think about it. I'm surprised she didn't say, uh, bye, Megan. Right? <laughs> like she told Amarosa, bye, Felicia. And just feel like, you hey. gone, girl. Michael Strahan, like I, I'm, I'm convinced that Robin Roberts has taken Michael Strahan under her wing because I remember when Michael Strahan used to do the interviews, like even with the Omarosa interview, and he's like real soft on people in the interview, right? And I think he caught a lot of flack for his his weak interview because you know it's Michael Strahan, like like on Sundays he's the man. When I'm right. watching Fox NFL Sunday, Michael Strahan's the guy, but. When you go to the Good Morning America, you can't be that same personality, right? It's like you can't, you you know, you have to cater to the demographic that's watching. And I think there's a style and a science to it that Robin Roberts can do that she's trying to help him cultivate. Well, think about it. he was doing. Think about it, the Regis and Kathy Lee audience, right? That, 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 that's that's right. a bunch of you know a, a bored empty nesters. All right, you know, right. old white woman, you can't be running around cursing out people, right? You know, Tony Danza. <laughs> right. you know, they, they ain't right. going for that. But but now he's like, I don't know, you're supposed to be doing news, brother. You can't be in there, at, you know, at, at, interviewing her like, you know, like she Ron Popeil, right? And, you know, you're trying to sell some <laughs> grills up in here. This is a good, you know, new right. new hot yoga technique, right? This is like, you know, supposed right. to be real news. You're going to have to ask a follow-up question every once in a while, brother. Yeah, man. But But the point is, Megyn Kelly has no excuse to not understand the historical significance of blackface and what it means. And while we're on the subject of history, okay. I also want to divert attention to another very competitive election going on. I mean, when I say competitive, people dragging old folks off the bus so they can't vote, <laughs> stuff like that in, in the state of Georgia, where Sister Stacey Abrams is looking real good, like she has a real good shot. And, um, possibly being the first black governor of Georgia. But of course, in true racist fashion, somebody went digging in the Spellman yearbook and they found a, a picture of Stacey Abrams burning a Confederate flag uh, when she was in college. And when I saw the picture, I was like, wow, 
I got to figure out how I can move to Georgia, get residency, <laughs> and vote for this lady because this is awesome. Uh, but I just think when you look at the timing of the picture, when you look at you know all this stuff, I've never, I don't feel like I've ever seen before a time where white people were so scared. Like e- even with um, the o- Obama's uh, election. I think people were like, okay, we're just tired of Bush and we're ready to do something different. And there was a different feel. But this is one of those like, we're losing everything type thing. People are pulling out all the stops. They done gerrymandered. They, they're doing voter suppression. They're doing everything they can. And it still just doesn't seem to be working. But see, that's the difference though, right? That's a sister who came out. You don't get any blacker than burning the Confederate flag. All right, right. That, that's as black as you. That's that, that, that's scared you. Know, now she about seven shades darker, right? She, you know, right. Not, now for black white people, she looking like Wesley Snipes. All right, and, and, <laughs> and you know, and I love about the sister. What gets me gets me though is is that white people think that's gonna somehow depress the vote, but that'll get like you said, brothers like you and me trying to move. All right, right. To, to, you know, to, 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 and definitely that get you know a couple of sisters who, who weren't gonna go before because you know, they didn't have a hair did. They would just wrap right, right. it up <laughs> and go because you got to get the sister. And so to me, it's like what I like about her and Gillum. Same thing was, you know, Gillum is 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 black and not even trying not to be. Obama was like, look, law, I'm not, I'm beige. All right. Right. I, I got this white mother. Look at her. Ain't she beautiful? Right. That, that's half me, right? I'm, I'm, I'm half. Right, right. <laughs> and Gillum is like, I ain't none of y'all. I'm as black. You don't even know. You can't even see my mama at night, right? My mama right. black, black, right. black. That's how I like them, black, right? So black. I got, <laughs> I got to wear gloves when I eat uh, tootsie roll pops. So I, tootsie roll, so I don't chew my fingers off, right? Black, black, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that about about the two of them is they're not trying. Right to to come off as you know this post racial multi racial right. uh, they're like I'm black black right right uh, you know what's the name got her you know uh, like what Dr King would say you know say say got her fleecy locks right, right? you know right. That, that that's good sister there that, that's some good you know that that's some right. ooh I smell the cocoa butter on it now solid black or what Ron Ron DeSantis would say. Socialist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope, hope both folks should get up there and monkey up all the the the, the Atlanta. <laughs> um, but, and uh, you know, and, and so you're right. It's going to be now. The thing that kills me though is is you know the Republicans have taken you know their suppression to a whole nother level. Right. Right. You know, it's one thing when you're trying to, you know, lower the voting age. Like I said, when you pull old black folks off a bus, like it's 1961, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're not even pretending. Right, you 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 end up stripping right. fifty three thousand brothers from the rolls, talking about, uh, you know, you didn't put a comma in the right place, DeAndre, or you know, right. or, you know the, the, the right. asterisk mark, or you know, what, sorry, accent mark. Like DeAndre don't know, I don't, ain't nobody know what DeAndre spelled. That's supposed to be spelled. Not even we made that up, right? Like how in the world right. are you gonna sit there and you be like, oh no, no, no you can't be Jay Hamilton McCoy. You supposed to be Jesse, but I E. Like my name ain't I E. <laughs> well, all the Jesse uh, around here, I.E. So you can either be I.E. You, can, you know, it's like, it's crazy how they're not even, you know, think about what got me with the most was uh, North Dakota. They said, now think about how you going to ever do anything to Native Americans. They should get four votes. 
everyone right. should get four votes, right? Uh, right. And, and, and they said, you know, you can't vote unless you got a street address. But our postal system don't even have street addresses for the reservation. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. And just any, like, you know, yeah, man. You know that they're gonna start instituting poll taxes and literacy tests uh, <laughs> to make sure that people can't vote, man. And it's 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 crazy because I mean these things have happened historically, so it's right. it's not like it's new. But never have you seen it all together at one time. And then the Georgia election thing is weird anyway because the guy who's over the election process is the other person running. Like in what world? In what world? He's gonna like, be in well, the county ballots. One for me. <laughs> One for her, one for me, right? Two for me, two for her, right? Like, how you gonna be counting the ballots in the race you in? Like, that to me seems like at the very least, uh, we should have a what we call it recusal, right? Like, if if Jeff Sessions got to recuse himself, then you should have to recuse yourself from counting your own ballots, right? Right. Or, now, or accidentally flushing the ones that you <laughs> that didn't, now, that didn't have your name on. See, it. here's the thing is, I'm always skeptical, and I'm always skeptical, period. But I'm always skeptical until I see a poll that says Abram, 98%, uh, Kemp, 2%. Uh, I think the fix is in. Um, and they did this to my boy, Anthony Brown. So, yeah, you haven't experienced this yet, because this is the first time one of your boys ran. My boy was lieutenant governor of Maryland. Okay. And there's a Democrat. Eight years, Lieutenant Governor. They win both elections. He's mm-hmm. a shoe-in, right? He gets the Democratic nomination to be the first black governor of Maryland. They had a black lieutenant governor. They're ready for a black governor. Three weeks right. for the poll. He up 8,000 points. All right? Okay. Um, he now work at a car wash. Um, because somehow, and obviously this brother, you know, is doing well. He's a, he's a senator, a congressman now. But, but, okay. but somehow, Lieutenant Governor Anthony Brown, I don't know how they, oh, I know why he black. And the point was, is that <laughs> in Maryland, Maryland, all those liberal white folks who said they were voting for him when the polls, you know, when they were when the posters called, uh, somehow got amnesia or, you know, forgot how to use their right arm and they got to the voting booth. And somehow accidentally clicked for, 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 for the white guy. We saw the same thing in California years and years ago before my, your time, but we had, you know, Tom Bradley, Mayor Tom Bradley of LA for years and years. He finally runs for Democratic office. The guy he lost to, I think, was the last Republican governor before Arnold. Um, after that, it's like in a state that was always Democratic. They voted for Jerry Brown yeah. three times, right? They love, love Democrats. All of a sudden saw, um, this brother on the poll on, on the ballot and but polls week four, everyone's like, Oh yeah, we vote for Tom. We're gonna have our first California gonna have his first black governor. Uh right. yeah, we're still waiting. Um <laughs> and so, you know, and remember only two brothers have ever got gotten elected uh governor. Was, uh Deval Patrick and, and uh and, and Douglas Wilder, Doug Wilder from, from okay. Virginia. Okay, and then um, well, Patterson, well, Patterson wasn't elected. He wasn't elected, right? So he, yeah, yeah. He, he got in because his his boss uh, paid too much for the for 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 uh, the pootie. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm right. sure, think about it. Republicans don't have no problem with. Um, I guess he's was he a Republican or Democrat? Well, Patterson? Democrat. He didn't know. Yeah, he was Dem- what's his Democrat? Um, what's his name? Spice, Spice Spitzer, Spitzer. 
But the problem, yeah, yeah. Is, think about it, they had no problem with him, you know, going outside, you know, and paying for it a little bit. We, we had Clinton. All right? We ain't got no problem right, right. with that. But he was fiscally irresponsible with the payments, right? Mm-hmm. You don't pay five After grand. making a career of attacking big time corporations, <laughs> you knew they, they were gunning for him. <laughs> they were. And, and you know, it, 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 it's like, that's what gets me about the Republicans and Trump. I'm like, okay, you can forgive him for 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 paying off his mistresses, but uh, he overpaying. You know, <laughs> you can't keep the military budget in line if he if he paying one hundred and sixty thousand dollars for Stormy Daniels. Right, right. <laughs> I wouldn't pay eight dollars for her DVD. Um, I'm a I'm a tenant. I, I I did the research. Um, she ain't that good. <laughs> and, and, and you get it in the clearance bin, brothers. Don't don't pay for it. Um, right, right. So I'm gonna tell you that now. Um, horrible horrible fiscal responsibility on all their parts. Uh, where were right. we? So we we just talked about Stacey Ad- uh, Stacey Abrams and her burning the Confederate flag in college. Shout out to her. And uh, we, while we're dealing with this topic of racism, which seems to be a, a reoccurring theme on our program, <laughs> while we're dealing with that, I wanted to, to direct your attention to uh, some more notoriety that our podcast is getting as our brand continues to get strong and inject Balco <laughs> degree steroids. Uh, our, our podcast partner here, Sean Carter, was, was mentioned in the Washington Post. He is now a celebrity. The failing Washington Post. The the fail. You just resurrected the Washington Post. I did all by myself. (laughs) You know, now the mention is so silly. I apparently was the first person on social media to come up with the term barbecue Beckett. Now that now I I would love to say that I created a term that all the internet took it from me, uh, but I don't have that many followers. All right. Uh, <laughs> I got a few, um, but about a one one hundredth of the few that they say Sean King has. So I don't think the entire Internet came up with me. I think the bottom line is that uh, it's Barbecue Becky and it was the easiest nickname to ever come up with. And a hundred other people came up with it independently. I just happened to mention it first. So I get the credit. But I don't think that all those people copied off of me. I think uh, that was about the only name that would uh, fit. It was Barbecue and Becky. Right, I, you know, I, I think Beyonce can be more responsible for Becky with good hair, right? That I right, can right. ever get um, for 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 this. So I didn't, you know, I you know, I didn't quite create it, but I'll take the credit for it. And the and the, yeah, and the was is that you know we've seen this epidemic, but the one that got I think America freaked out was Cornerstone Caroline. Cornerstone Caroline. Oh yes, and, um, and 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 I think what freaked us a lot of us out was this: is the one who um, accused a nine-year-old boy of grabbing her butt uh, in the convenience store. And I think what got a lot of us freaked out. Well, I don't know about you, but the reaction from the boy got me. Right. You right. know, he started crying. He didn't do it. I'm seeing Emmett Till. My right. son looked a lot like that boy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, same complexion, curly hair. My, my, my boy wears a bug uniform with a khaki pants and green shirt, at least as of last year. Same uniform, same mm-hmm. private, private school uniform that that little boy had. I'm seeing my boy, right? And so, you know, I lose my mind when I, when, when, when I, when I first see that. And, you know, a lot of us got, got angry, but the thing that got me that you pointed out to me was, um, one person didn't get angry. Who was that? Cornerstone Carol. Oh, she is. Woo. 
Yeah, there's levels of boldness. So I tell everybody, you know, growing up, there was always a situation, and I'm not saying that it's right, but in in certain neighborhoods, there are certain places that are designated as black sides of town and white sides of town. And sometimes there's intermingling, but it's going to be very limited and very respectful. (laughs) Because (laughs) the propensity for this to spin out of control when these two sides interact is great. So when I look at the Corner Store Caroline story, the first thing I see is we, we're not talking about like a, a, a new area of New York. We talk about Brooklyn, like we talk about classic Flatbush, Brooklyn. She's in the corner store. She is the only person who looks like her in that corner store. And it's not just black people in the corner store. It's like I've noticed a lot of people with West Indian accents. Right. right. So we're talking Jamaica. Haiti, Trinidad, you know, like this is this is as New York as it gets. Right. (laughs) And the comfort level, which Corner Store Carolyn had, not just in being a patron of the store, but in accusing a nine year old of of (laughs) committing sexual assault. She was just way too comfortable. But what made it even worse is she came back to do a press conference at the same store where they played the video of what happened and got and she got exposed as a liar. And, and she, she was just comfortable. Like, She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> I, I got just comfortable. It, 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 I saw it and it scared me. And I was on TV three thousand miles away, and I still got a little scared. <laughs> Back my office door. I'm like, "This woman is bold." Because here's what's happening. You talk about being scared. It, it, it's like you know, if I went to remember Flatbush, Brooklyn, is a place where I I never even been there, but but I've heard of it. Because I've heard it, and if you right. hear from something in a rap song, uh, chances are they don't do a lot of rap songs about Scottsdale, right? And, right. Uh, and Beverly Hills. You know, it's going to be some stuff, all right? You know, it's Flatbush, right. the LBC, Long Beach, Compton, you know, right? Newark, Detroit. You, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> right. Eight Mile, right? I've been to Eight Mile. You don't want to be on no parts of Eight Mile. First mile, second right. mile, no part of Eight Mile, all right? Baltimore. <laughs> all of Baltimore. And the point is, it's like, you know, all these places are notorious because, you know, some bad stuff has happened there. She's in a place where every rap song is set. No problem at all. Right. And generally speaking, mm-hmm. when you're in that situation, especially as, as a white person, you think you'd be like you said on your P's and Q's. If I went to Viter, Texas, that's the home of the Klan. Uh, I'm going to be very, very, uh, will be the word for uh, respectful. Um, right, right. I say I'm not causing trouble. Um, my food, however it come, is that's how I eat it. All right, Speaking in the restaurant. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm not jaywalking. I'm I'm waiting till the light come on and the, the you know the the hand come to wave me on. Uh, I if, if if I'm not even stepping on on, on cockroach, that might be somebody's pet. All right, and we're just going to share this room together. All right, the point is, is that I'm going to be trying to be on my best behavior because I expect that if things go wrong, it could get real ugly. Right. Right. <laughs> She's in a situation where things have gone wrong because she made them go wrong. And she was, as Stuart Scott used to say, as cool as the other side of the pillow. Right. Right. Uh, and, and that scares me when you, you, when you calm and you pose me nervous that I think you know something I don't know. I get scared. <laughs> I was, when I was in, in, in long years and years ago, long story short, I got a plane delay coming back to the East Coast, um, of, uh, New Year's Eve. They can't get me all the way to Boston. All they can get me to is Allentown, Pennsylvania. 
I get ready to rent right. a car. Little white girl comes up to me, and I'm by the way, I'm a young man time myself, and says, "Hey, you know, you're going up up to New England. I'm going to Connecticut. Give me a ride. You know, on the way, I ride with you. Share the cost with you." I'm like, "Okay, cool." We get in the car, and about an hour into the trip, I look over at this little white woman that I've just met right an hour before, and I'm thinking, "Something wrong here." <laughs> she supposed to be scared of me. She supposed to get right, in the right. car with no with no big old black man driving <laughs> in the middle of Connecticut in the middle of the night, and she what she was just sitting there singing songs and you know we were singing uh, poison, big button smile, right? She just boy, you know, oh. she did all the BBD moves, right? And I'm like, okay. now I'm scared. And I'm like, you know what, uh, white lady, I'm supposed to take you all the way to your house, but I, but I hadn't seen Get Out yet, but I could sense it was coming out. And I'm like, you know what, right, right. I, I'm gonna drop you off at the Dunkin' Donuts in the corner. You take a bus home the rest of the way, but I, I, I'm scared of you, white lady, because you supposed to be scared of me. <laughs> That's how Corner of Cornerstone Carol, they were on there. Why you in this neighborhood? You need to yell, get out. And she was right. in there, like, not even bad an eye. Like she, you know, like that was like she owned the place. Right, and it's a corner store, so you know, like the the uh, the area is very tight. Like it's, like, it's, it's New York; it's not like it's a Walmart, like a super Thank Walmart. You, right, right, this, right. Is, this is a corner store. It's one way out, one way in, and we have all seen some horrible, horrible <laughs> videos and stories about people who couldn't quite get to that exit at a corner store. <laughs> so to be in there, packed in there with the whole community. Watching a video of you falsely accusing oh. a nine-year-old member of the community Thank who, you. you know, if you don't know anything about black communities, we are very sensitive about our women and our kids. Right? So, so to see somebody there accusing the kid of something and then the video come out and I'll be right. And she got a reporter there oh. with cameras. And I'm thinking to myself, please don't let this lady get beat up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around bald headed. <laughs> well, and, and that was the thing was, is because I was like kind of, you know, I think we both were, you know, absolutely impressed with the restraint of the mother. And I remember Renee and I, my wife and I had a conversation about it that night, and I reminded her, I was like, you know, baby, we keep five or six thousand dollars, you know, extra in bail money because if that happens, you know, you're gonna have to snatch at least one of the ponytails off. All right, she can't walk out of there with two ponytails. All right, she's gonna have to walk out of there with a lot less hair than she came in with. Right, right. You know, we got bail money for that, baby. So you know, that just remind you, you know, where it is up in the left corner. You know, the, 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 I can't tell you people on the radio, but you know, right. what I'm talking about, is we keep it. And it's like you know, the idea that woman had that restraint. So you already done done done. Think about it. She, you know, she already basically got you know avoided lightning the first time, and right. she went back to the scene of the crime. With mold mm -mm. black people, pulled the Emmett mm -mm. Till lady accuser and, and walked out that store. You know, part of me is like, wow, girl. And, and I thought it's, I thought the reporter was going to say, you know what, girl, head of gut. I, I got to, <laughs> <laughs> right. on behalf of the community, I got to punch you in the head. It'd be better me if I did than, you know, this foster brother over here. So let me go ahead and hit you. Uh, <laughs> and oh, uh, yeah, so she, she was bold. Um, you know, we, we'll do our thing. I think it, it'll be a good way to wrap up for, for our, 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 our regular folks, particularly, by the way, our, 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 our white fam. We, we do love you. We really, we really, really do. Absolutely. Public, as public service, we want to remind you, don't call the, the cops on black people. Um, because we will both, um, get you fired. We will make it our time <laughs> to get you fired. You can be the first listener we ever had. You call out the police <laughs> on nine-year-old black child. Uh, you, you, you gonna, 
you're not going to have a, a, the, the fun life you used to have. You're going to be a little yes. less jobless and uh, a little more homeless. Yes, and there will be memes. There will be memes <laughs> online. You know. Now, let, let me tell you, the, the thing about this concept of, of people who are just bold and in the wrong circumstance, before we wrap up, we, got, we also got to mention uh, Kondo Connie. So Kondo Connie out in St. Louis, uh, she saw a black guy, uh, or as our, uh, as white people would say, a guilty guy, uh, <laughs> coming into an apartment complex. And I guess he didn't have the appropriate uh, key card to get in. So well, he, he in takes right, out his camera. Yeah, he came in right behind her. So she right, right he came door. in right behind her. And she opened the door right. and she's like, well, you need to go back out and open the door again. Right. And and he so so he takes out his camera very wisely, and he starts recording the interaction. So first, there's this whole uh, interaction with her saying, well, "You don't have the right key card. You can't come in here. Why are you here?" Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he's a man of very few words. So he pretty much stated that I live here and just walked right on by. To which she took offense to. She's like, "You just pushed by me." <laughs> so, so he goes, in, he's like. Have a good night, ma'am. Just right. <laughs> right on by. So anybody else, like if if you're in, if you're deathly afraid of this person possibly being an intruder and thinking that life, you know, that this might be a matter of life and death, what do you do? Do you a call the police? <laughs> which you know, I'm surprised that didn't come up initially. Do you b uh, just make sure that you get out <laughs> and avoid <laughs> any further interaction? Or C, do you follow him to his apartment <laughs> just to make sure? <laughs> that is and, what and, killed me. <laughs> but I think I think it is, man. I think the, the rule is, I think if you're white, when you're 14, maybe maybe by a sweet 16 party, you're deputized into the slave patrol. <laughs> and your job as a white person is to make sure that every black person is where they're supposed to be. Wherever that is, right. at any time, and if you see a stray black person, right, out without a handler, your job is to make sure that they are in their designated spot. And, and, and so even if you have to risk it, she up there, think about it. All she had was that punk ass dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how big the brother was, but I do know he was bigger than her and that damn dog. I know that, right? <laughs> and she was just falling into his place like, all right, now you that and you make sure you get in that room and you don't come out until 8.45, your designated time to leave. And, uh, <laughs> and and I was amazed. Now, we do have to talk about the interesting circumstance uh, because that wasn't her first uh, engagement with a black man, uh, literally and figuratively. Oh, oh yes. So in, in reading the article about it, there was a slight aside made in the article about uh, her her black husband, which I said, okay, well, this is interesting. But if the article is going, why why does it matter who she's married to if she obviously had this confrontation with somebody <laughs> who for no reason at all they were just going to her apartment? So of course, I do some Google searching to try to figure out who this guy is, <laughs> and it turns out that this guy is a diversity a diversity and inclusion consultant. Um, if you, if, if blackness was measured by a litmus test standard, then I would say that he made sandpaper black. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but he was, but, but, he was very clear. And, 
He is Elizabeth Warren Black. All right, he about one second to one one thousandth, depending upon the measuring device and the the, the accuracy of the twenty three and me. Right. That's not true. He 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 was kind of like Mariah Carey Black, um, but but not nearly as cute. Right, and 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 ultimately, he's not even her husband. They're estranged. <laughs> like he hasn't been with her for a year. Uh, and, and and pretty much made that very very clear in his video that he does not condone the behavior that she. Did. I, I gotta so, tell you, the best thing, by the way, I gotta tell you, I'm, I, I'm, I don't care. Hopefully, the brother don't do no, they don't do any advertising because uh, they're not gonna do any here. Uh, but brother, let me let me explain something to you because um, you knew the black. Um, you you you. I don't think you were raised around black people. Uh, let me let me explain this to you, brother. Um, you almost fell off of black completely. I only know you black <laughs> because I'm black too, and I've known some light skinned black people. Right? <laughs> like most white people would think you were kind of Italian, right? Maybe, maybe, right, maybe right. Greek. Like they wouldn't even know. You'd have to tell them, right? So if brother, you almost fallen all the way off the blackness. Uh, when you get married to the next wife, um. You need to pick her a, a little darker uh, than white, um, <laughs> maybe even black. Um, I'm suggesting um, black, black. All right, so yeah, maybe like we, we can go know your key. Yeah. Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg, yes. Whoopi Goldberg is a little light skin for you, brother. Uh, you <laughs> need to go because you're gonna lose all the black next time. We are gonna think you, you know, that 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 you're Jewish from now on, or you can't you can't keep up the black uh, unless you want to go that route. But it's gonna be hard for your son to take over your diversity and inclusion uh, firm <laughs> as as a white man. Uh, <laughs> and secondly, as far as your diversity and inclusion, uh, maybe you need to diversify your wife first. Because if you couldn't train her not to hate the black people, I'm a little worried um, about how you're going to do the corporate training that you only get to do about once a month. Um, maybe those people are going to still be racist, too, because uh, you married a, the woman and, and she still uh, was racist as you found her. I can't imagine she was any more racist because you wouldn't even got in, in, in the door. Well, um, or, or less, unless that is her pickup line. Because at the end, she was trying to get all friendly. Right, right, right. That's what I say. There's, there's, historically in America, there's this thin line between racism and secret sexual <laughs> desire. According to the you, internet, this is a new. According to the I've internet, people, then... <laughs> Go I've, I've got people in my in my in my distant ancestry who you see the picture at the family reunion, like they don't look like <laughs> like me. This is a new. But it's funny in 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 her um, in her encounter after she realizes that this guy lives and this is like really swanky nice uh-huh. hotel, uh, a nice uh, apartment in St. Louis. Right. So after she realizes that the guy does live there because he has a key, now all of a sudden it's well, I was just trying to get to know my neighbor. Hi, <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jack, she was trying to get invited in for a nightcap. Is that right? right. <laughs> now, now, what exactly is a racist nightcap? Like, what is it after you? you know, I can send a nightcap if you go to a movie, dinner, dancing. But what's the nightcap after you don't harass me, right? Trying to sick your dog on me. What, what exactly are we going in for? Um, and so right, right, brother, right. His brother was, I love the brother. Brother wanted no part, right? You know, he was like, well, man, I just, <laughs> I'll never see you again. Uh, right. You know. Um, and so now she done lost two black men in one week and her job. Right. But at least she knows where he lives. 
So, you know, <laughs> crisis averted. <laughs> yeah, and so the lesson we want to teach you is not only not to call the police on black people, but here's the thing about it is, if you see somebody that's black and you're not sure what they're doing, it's okay. You don't have to be with sure what he's doing. <laughs> right. As long as he's not right. choking the shit out of you, you good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have this all the time. I live in, you know, in, 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 in a place where I had to go through a little gate, right? If, if a car is there in front of me, or let's say come in behind me, I press my gate code in, I go in, a car behind me goes right in behind me. I don't follow them to their house. Or to right. their house. <laughs> I assume that they find, and as long as they don't pull in my driveway, Right? I'm good. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. And so I don't get this idea that you got to police the whole neighborhood. Just keep yourself safe. All right. I get that. But, but, but after that, um, you know, you might want to just mind your business sometimes. Right. And, and, you know, we talked about this a little off the air too. I feel like, um, you have to look at the circumstances that you're in. <laughs> like, Black people kind of walk around and we have this like cloud of, of guilt that we know white people are already seeing us through. Right. So, so the likelihood of us doing some guilt related stuff in a very expensive apartment community with 40 plus years <laughs> and tons of white people looking, not very high. Right. <laughs> Thank you. That's uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, get, make sure that your racism fits the proper stereotype. Right. Right, Absolutely. you know, you you've never seen. I don't care, no matter what show, Law and Order, whatever, the story of the brother who went to the all white exclusive apartment complex and acted ass. Right, that that, <laughs> that that's a you you know you're going to jail because everybody gonna be able to identify you. Right, you if you want right. to fool, you got to do where other black people are. You might be able to get away because you look like Tony. Right, but you can't do right. the only place you the only black person live there. He he like me invited Texas. Right, he's scared of everything. <laughs> and, and you know, there's already a police officer who actually lives in the facility. Thank you. That is going to be your best neighbor you ever had. <laughs> They're going to have music on after eight o'clock. That's the brother you want to have. Right, right, right. So, in in summary, for this episode, no blackface. Blackface is not acceptable. I know right Halloween now, is right coming. now. One, no not blackface. Acceptable. Um. It, political season, we don't need you doing uh, minstrel show, Amos and AD <laughs> uh, robocalls. Okay. No, 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 We don't use chicken feet for science anymore. I think that got, I think that got overturned. Um, uh, also, don't just randomly call the police. I feel like we say that every week, but we just want to reiterate. And, uh, you know, get out and vote. Get out and vote. Um, oh, and 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 be careful of suspicious packages in the mail. Well, that's no, us. <laughs> no, let, let's be clear. Because Jesse got to mess up on the last one. Don't just get out there and vote. Vote Democrat. All right. If you're gonna vote Republican, uh, get a cold that day. Uh, spring ankle. <laughs> I, I, you you don't need to stay nowhere near the booth. Just just stay home. All right. You you we can't trust you to vote responsibly. All right. Don't just vote. Vote Democrat. And uh, and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a new ringtone. Um, and so we gonna we gonna we gonna head on out of here today. Um, but thanks everybody. I'll get the, the I'll cue the music up for you, Jesse. All right. <laughs>